Ew! What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. We get Nerdy Nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. <sighs> Morning show time. Should I go fix that? Yeah. Uh, Good right morning show. How you doing, Rhiannon? Uh, everyone else in our chat right now, welcome into another edition of the Nightly Morning Show here at the Nerdy Nightly. My, there is a sound coming from our bedroom, so Clarice had to go fix that. <laughs> Great way to start the day. Great way to start the day. Uh, but it is the Nightly Morning Show. Which Hell means yeah. that we have to start in one very particular way, and that is to ask, uh, Clarus, how you doing? Good. I feel like I say good every time, but, like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we booked our second dose of the vaccine for later today, so we're gonna go get that done. Right. I forgot about that already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's good. Gonna make some TikToks, gonna... Some TikTokies? Yeah, gonna stream Subnautica tonight, mm -hmm. and maybe finish the game question mark how you doing i am doing all right i'm excited for that second dose i'm a little bit nervous because uh the second dose is typically the one that i've heard has the worst side effects mm -hmm. uh and tomorrow i am going to try and beat the elite four in pokemon pearl and so the uh so we'll see slightly nerve-wracking uh to think that i might be um going head to head with uh that while feeling like crap <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I've had yeah. some bad Elite Four runs when I was feeling, like, in the zone and, like, ready. Yeah. But if I'm like... I'm still gonna go for it, though. I believe I'm not you. gonna let this hold me back. I believe in you. Because, uh... Nothing holds me back. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me like that? Because you're funny. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, um, so here's the thing. Before we get into the, um... The show this morning, mm -hmm. before we get into any of that... We have a very special uh, announcement because um, the Nightly Morning Show is now being brought to you by Javi Coffee. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is our first Nightly Morning Show affiliation with this little bottle right here. If you've never had Javi Coffee before, you're missing out. It's a coffee concentrate. Basically, there's like 30 cups worth of coffee in here. Like... Like... Condensed. Like cups or like normal cups? <laughs> Why do you always have to come? This is a... We're, we're, we're trying not, to hype up Jabby. It's not you. Why I'm are you coming saying, for me in I'm, the middle of this? I'm just saying, I drink are... coffee like a normal person. But Javi Coffee wants you to drink coffee a little bit easier. See, what they do is they take the coffee and then they put it through, I'm sure, a magic machine to make it, like, Definitely condensed. And then all you have to do is, uh, I'm going to read the, this label to you. Get started. Simply take one to two teaspoons, teaspoons of microdose and mix it with your favorite liquid for a perfect cup of coffee. Immediately, I have concerns. Because what if my favorite liquid should not be coffee? Yeah, don't add it to orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, I uh, I was adding this uh, to some hot water. Before I talked about it on the show, I did want to try it for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I added it to water, to some hot water to make some hot coffee. And then, ladies and gentlemen, then I tried something. I tried something and what I found was the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and that Your thing... Your greatest achievement. That thing is this right here, this is dark chocolate almond milk. 
It's very delicious. I like it on its own, but will you hold that for me for a second? Yes, of course. What I discovered is that if you don't put this Javi coffee, coffee concentrate into water, and instead I should have like, I should have just pre-poured this. Probably. The fact that we're doing this on the couch is probably really dangerous, especially since we don't own this couch. Yeah, so... Our, uh, our apartment came furnished. So be careful. Don't eh. spill. They say two teaspoons. I like a tablespoon. I feel like that's probably similar. It's probably a little bit more than two teaspoons. I like that coffee flavor, y'all. What can I say? What can I say? I'm just going to stir this up a little bit. And uh, now what I have here is uh, a good morning mocha. And it's so tasty. <laughs> y'all, it tastes so good. This is my new favorite way to start the day. Is it healthy? I don't know, but am I going to do it anyway? Yes, because it makes me happy. That should be their slogan. Javi Coffee will make you happy. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, um, enjoy. I'm, I'm glad that you like it. Yes. God, that tastes so good. <laughs> it's like a chocolate coffee milkshake for your morning. Uh, yeah, Javi Coffee, y'all. There you go. There you go. Um, Clarus, do you want to try it? No. Do you want to try this and tell us what you think? No. My wife hates coffee. I love that we're sponsored by coffee because it's a morning show. It makes sense. Yeah, but you love it enough for both of us. <laughs> so, we're fine. We're good. Uh, I'll stick with my water. All right, y'all. Well, that was our, um, our, our sponsored segment for the morning. But it's over now, which means it is time for us to talk about the some news. news. Where do you want to start with the news today? Do you want to start with our tell story and get into the box office? Do you want to do some video game stuff? Do you want to do some tech stuff? Where do you want to go? Let's uh, let's start with the box office. All right, That's we're getting right into yeah. the box office. I should have organized this in a way that I was going to understand where things were. I'm going to be completely honest. It's fine. I believe in you. Did you name them anything that like is? Oh, there it is. There we go. Boom! There we go. Y'all, we're trying to have new systems. We're trying to make things better. Good morning, Rebel. Good morning, Popcorn. But let's get into this. Uh, the weekend box office was an absolute smash this weekend. Very exciting to see uh, that a movie, even a movie that didn't even get like particularly great reviews, um, was able to absolutely crush it based on the strength of the franchise. Yeah. Um, that movie, of course, is... F9 The Fast Saga. What a name. Can, Vin Diesel, can we talk? Is he naming them? I don't know, but he's like the lead producer. What happened True. here? Yeah. Like, like literally what happened here? I forgave Fate of the Furious, but what the hell is F9? Fate of the Furious is at least clever in a certain way. Like. Except it's not their fate. Like, that literally no, isn't no. what happens in the movie. We no. don't find out the fate of the team because there's more it movies. It has nothing like, to do with the movie. If it was the final film, Fate of the Furious is great. But I'm sorry, it's a dumb title when you don't find out anyone's fate. Yeah. It's just, it's like, oh yeah, F8. Yeah. Okay, Kushan and I are in the chat is saying, insert Mr. Krabs saying money. I know. Money! Oh god, <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to the auditions for that Broadway show. Um, just screaming money on a high seat. It was awful. Um, the... <laughs> wow, the trauma. I think I'm allowed to talk about the fact that... Yeah, whatever. Um, You're fine. F9, The Fast Saga, is a 
terrible title. It's preposterous. It's so bad, and I, I'm upset because I love this franchise. We made an hour-long video where I talked about everything I love about this franchise. And you can watch it You can go on check YouTube. it out. Uh, we were, and you can listen to it on our podcast feed where That's you're listening true. to this. Um, but F9, the Fast, the Fast Saga. I, I can't say Fast... I either want to say Fast, fast saga. saga or Fast Saga. I hate it. But I don't want to say Fast Saga. I hate which it. I think is the correct pronunciation, right? If I ever met Vin Diesel, I think the first thing I would say to him is be like, "Why? Why Fast Nine? Why F Nine? <laughs> the first, the little first thing you're like, uh, you're not going to be me, like, why? Guardians of the Galaxy is really good, but also, no, why? See, Excuse me. Why? I compliment sandwich it right. Like I start with a nice thing, and like, then I'm wow, like, "Wow, you're the hell? really manly, but why? <laughs> Your muscles are very large." Um, here's the thing, y'all. F9, the Fast Saga, despite having the title that it has, made $70 million this weekend. Um, in a single weekend, it beat the entire pandemic run of Tenet. Uh, it beat the entire pandemic run of The Croods 2, A New Age, sadly. Uh, it made $70 million domestically this weekend. And I, I don't think y'all know how good this is. This is huge. This yeah. is like... This is really important, and I'm not saying that a fast movie is important. It isn't. At the end of the day, I love them, but like you know, I acknowledge they're not. Yeah. You know, they're not going to change the world in some like drastic way. What they are going to do is entertain people in a way that is still important. And movie theaters, in my opinion, are important. I love the movie going experience, and the fact that a film can make this much money again, you know, proves that movie theaters can come back. They will come back. And, and this is awesome. Um, I'm so happy to see Fast 9 open in over 4,000 theaters, make this much money. Nice. And, um, you know, and just people are back out in the world doing things. Uh, behind that, number two is A Quiet Place Part 2. It's still hanging on. It only dropped 31.8% this weekend to $6.2 million. They are crushing it. I know. They made $136 million domestically on that movie. Uh, the Hitman's bodyguard, uh, Hitman's wife's bodyguard, sorry, uh, dropped 57% okay. in um, their uh, second weekend. They, they've they accrued a $25.8 million domestically so far, which yeah. isn't the worst for an adult comedy like that. But I don't know if people are really talking about it, and maybe I'm just in the wrong circles. But No, I just people haven't... aren't really talking about it. Yeah, there's yeah. no buzz, there's no hype for it, which sucks because I did really like the trailer. It's, a, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not an IP, but it is a fun comedy. Yeah. So, you know, people are liking it um, who are going. Uh, Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway only dropped 20% this weekend, which is uh, pretty impressive. Uh, that is at $4.8 million. And Cruella, despite uh, some lackluster um, response to the film early on, Cruella is actually holding on pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still in the top five uh, and has made $71 million domestically. All right. Uh, dropping out of the top five was The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, uh, which dropped 41% to $2.9 million, but they've made $60 million domestically, so they have to be They're pretty right. happy with that. Yeah. And In the Heights, unfortunately, dropped another 50%. Uh, and In the Heights, has in three weeks, has not yet crossed $25 million. Uh, so I think In the Heights is going to be remembered as a flop, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, weekend at the box office. A lot of uh, horror is still doing pretty well. Uh, Disney, still doing really well. And Fast 9, absolutely shattering at $70 million. But uh, domestically isn't the only place where Fast 9 is doing super well. Uh, it also passed $400 million worldwide this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, off of another $40 million internationally, including being the number one movie in Mexico, the UK, and Brazil. Um, uh, yeah, I can't say Brazil without rolling the R. Is that weird? <laughs> No, no. I feel I like get... I'd be like disrespecting the country if I was like Brazil. 
Is that it's Italian? Brazil. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's like Bra Brazil might have like the sexiest country name. Yeah. Is that weird? <laughs> no. Like, but like of the like country names, yeah, I think Brazil might be like the sexiest country name. Yeah. I know Rebel Trooper in the chat is sitting there just like, yeah, <laughs> cool. No, I, I, yeah, I get that. I get that. I'm trying to think if there's like a sexier name, but, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, also doing really well internationally this weekend, um, uh, Cruella has hit uh, $183 million worldwide. So Cruella, okay. despite despite the reaction, yeah, which was mixed... Yeah, people haven't loved it. Um, some people have. Um, but really? some people haven't. Okay. That's why I say mixed, because it's kind of across the board. I just haven't seen any, like, glowing reviews, but mm -hmm. maybe that's just me. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2 has also hit $248 million. That's going to do, uh, that's going to do two fifty at least, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and The Conjuring the Devil Demi Do It had pulled in another $6.9 million for $160 million. So there are movies making money. The box office is back. Um, and I, I just, uh, for all the movie theater owners, operators, and employees, uh, thank you so much. Um, I used to be one of you. I spent, you know, three and a half years managing a movie theater in high school. It was one of the best experiences of my life. It was one of the best first jobs I think you can have, like working at a movie theater. It's super social. You know, you learn like um, human interaction skills, dealing with angry customers. Mm -hmm. uh, you see some stuff that you shouldn't have to see. Those stories are going to be saved for another show. Um, and The Naughty Morning Show. The Naughty Morning Show. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, the movie-going experience is important in my life, and so I'm just grateful to everyone who's bringing the movies back. And I'm grateful to Fast 9 for being exclusive to theaters. It's been tough for us because we haven't been able to see it in yeah. Ontario. Yeah, unfortunately we can't see it, but it is a good sign for movie theaters, and I would rather have movie theaters survive, and, like, I would rather everybody come out okay the other side than us get to watch Fast 9 right away, so. Uh, Richard Sims 7 in the chat is saying, what about Nicaragua? Nicaragua's pretty sexy. Is that how you say it? I think so, right? I don't know. I I'm not going to say Nicaragua. Like, like Nicaragua? Yeah, that's Nicaragua. What, that's how I would No, if you it. roll the R, it's pretty sexy, right? Or like Costa Rica? Costa Rica? It's it's all of the... It's, <laughs> it, it's if there's like that rolled R in there, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. You get a little, little like sultry in the voice and it's... it's yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, Costa Rica's good too. Mm -hmm. I don't know Brazil. I think Brazil still wins. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Cote d'Ivoire. Cote d'Ivoire's got a good one, depending on the accent of the person saying it. Yeah, I don't know how I would say that. I wasn't sure if that was an I or an L. <laughs> I think it's the Latin accent. I mean, Latin people are just sexy. Um, anyway, uh, that I'm, I'm mostly just talking about Rebel Trooper in the chat right now. Uh, um, but, um, yeah, and we, uh, yeah, and we are sad that the Croods is, um... The Croods is done. The Croods is actually out done. of theaters. I'm not sad, though. The Croods made money. Look, all. the Croods did its job, The Croods happy, beat but... Tenet, and that's what matters. Yeah, that's what matters. We just want to, like, it, Christopher give Nolan. it an honorary moment of thanks. <laughs> Ooh, Kushal, Kushal brings up Djibouti. Djibouti? Mmm. <laughs> I do like Djibouti. Uh, I know. All right, y'all. Let's get into um, what was actually probably the biggest announcement of last week, which was, in fact, the announcement of Windows 11, the operating system we were all told we would never need. Um, Windows 10 is it. You're never going to need anything else. You'll never need another Windows. And yet here we are. 
Um, and I, uh, yeah, I don't love Windows 10, so I'm honestly really excited. You prefer uh, Mac OS? No. Oh, sorry, sorry. I meant Windows 11. Uh, from what I've seen. Okay. It, look, it's really hard for me to, like, make a judgment on it, but there mm -hmm. are things about Windows 10 that I don't love. Uh, I don't love. I don't love. Mm -hmm. um, and um, from the the clips that I've seen, from the reviews that I have seen, I actually really like the design of Windows 11. Um, I think that the added... What? Because it's macOS. It's similar. It's off-color macOS. Okay, it looks nice, but it doesn't run like <laughs> macOS. Like, they have, they have what really is interesting the, features. What really is the difference at this point? I like widgets. Uh, yeah, but macOS has widgets now. That's my point. Like there, Where? These things... Be, these companies are all looking at design science... And they're figuring out, like, the best ways to insert thoughts into the human brain. And what they're realizing mm -hmm. is the same things. And so all of their design choices are very slowly creeping towards each other. Oh, for sure. And that, that's the thing is you you want to appeal to the most, um, the, to the largest number of people. Mm -hmm. Right? And so even if what is, what, even if what looks best looks similar to another thing, like, you, like, why would you make it look different, but also worse? Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, I, and, and uh, you know, I, I have a feeling a lot of computer um, OS systems, uh, a lot of stuff is going to look very similar for a while, and then somebody is going to make something, like, drastically different, and it'll either flop or do, mm. like, exceptionally well. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Windows 11. I don't, I don't think that they're going to do that, right? I, I don't think they're ever going to like drastically pull away again. I think the next big uh -huh. advancement will be VR and like some sort of like more consistent VR that we stay inside of. Right. Uh, similar to like a Ready Player One situation, even though I know that sounds horrible to a lot of people. But I think that there is this world where I think computers are going to kind of all kind of look the same from now on. Because we figured out a way to make it intuitive for the human brain to look at a computer and click around and find things. Yeah. And I think the reason why, you know, Mac and Windows have been starting to look more and more like each other is because there is a real push for the average person who doesn't spend a lot of time with computers to be able to open up a computer and immediately know what to do. Yeah, like that intuitive... Um, that intuitive design mm -hmm. or the design that like, you just grew up with and so you know it. Like that mm -hmm. was, for, I remember for me, the first time I ever touched a Mac, I was like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, I don't know how to use this thing. It was so weird, so foreign to me. Like, because I just grew up with PCs. Like I, I, I never had, I, I, I did not have a Mac. And then I think like somebody I knew had one of the mm -hmm. like old iMacs. And I was like, how do you use this thing? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I definitely think that um, designs are just going to come closer and closer together because it's going to be our, like, shared human, like, experience. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to be ingrained, like, uh, I don't know. Um, like, like uh, I feel like most countries, I don't know, have similar, like, traffic rules or things like that. Like, there's just things that everybody, like, understands yeah. mm -hmm. about a shared human experience. And now the internet and computers and technology is a, is a shared human experience. Yeah, I also think that it behooves the companies to make it easier to switch between them. Like, I think that PC wants Mac users to 
look at a PC and go, oh yeah, I think I could figure that out in Switch. Because honestly, yes. if they make their if they make their designs so far apart from each other, people are going to get caught in either the Mac world or the PC world, and they won't do yeah. what we do and have some of each. Well, and we're we're a weird case where we have sure, but I just mean you know like so if, we have you're too a, many if you're to a, no no no, but if you're a family and say like mom and dad have their like work PCs. But that you want a family computer for like the kids, maybe mm-hmm. that is a Mac if it looks like it's not gonna be too much of a hassle to try to figure out. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Um, the the exciting thing for gamers is that this might have uh, or Windows Eleven will have auto HDR on uh, for the video games. It is a thing that is in the Xbox Series X and Series S already, mm-hmm. uh, and that people really love. And so it is going to be a good. Um, it's going to be good for you if your computer can run it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kushala saying gamers don't really have a choice, do they? No, they do not. No, you still... But you can play League of Legends on the new iPhone. Oh, boy. Because that's what we all wanted, just to play League on more devices. Look, I'll be impressed once I can run Skyrim on my phone. So, my iPhone. Oh, God, would you want to, though? No, I wouldn't want to, but I would be impressed. You probably, Honestly, you probably already could. Like, an Android probably could, but it just... It's not going to be the same. Well, you're going to have a couple of problems, right? Like, I think that one of the reasons that a lot of phones, uh, games from the 90s could get ported over is that they're not really, like, the graphics aren't built for that size. Mm -hmm. And so they become hard to look at, right? It's When you're playing Skyrim on a screen that small, you're losing so much. Oh, 100%. You're not going to see what's coming. It's... It's it it yeah, drastically changes be terrible. the whole experience and definitely for the worse, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent. If you want to play Skyrim on the go, bring a Switch, like, mm-hmm. and that's even that is still like I don't know if I would love that. I I would just play it when I'm at home. So like, yeah, on the go games are so yeah. There's mm-hmm. like a specific game, like mobile kind of game that I would want to play away from my house, but otherwise I want to sit down at my computer and I just want to. Yeah. Get her done, you know? I am not going to lie. So, uh, just to bring this back to Windows 11 before we leave the story, because we haven't had a lot to say about Windows 11, I feel. Because well, it's, it's kind of like Windows it's... 10, but it looks different. Yeah, and, and it's tough because, like, stuff has been leaked, and and commenting on that, I feel like, doesn't do it justice. No, they had their official announcement. Oh, I know they had their announcement. Okay. But, I mean, the program itself was actually leaked at one right, point, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, and yeah. so, I don't really want to comment on that because I don't know how much is going to change, you know, how well those programs worked. Like, I just... I don't know, and I, I don't want to I don't want to put stock in those 100%. kinds of things, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I I'm excited for it, and and I think, uh, yeah, a healthy competition is good. Um, speaking of Microsoft, let's move on to our next story here, okay? Uh, which is that Halo, the show coming to Paramount Plus, has lost another showrunner. Um. Uh, Stephen Kane, who has been working on the show in, I think they're filming in Budapest, right? Um, yeah, in Budapest for the last few years, uh, will be exiting once the series wraps in a few weeks' time. I think it is very weird that you're losing your showrunner after they, the show wraps. Not quite yeah. sure what that means. The original showrunner, Kyle Killen, who worked on Lone Star and Awake, uh, quietly departed the show back in 2019, mm-hmm. and Stephen Kane has been on it uh, ever since. It is interesting to hear because this show has had a lot of problems. Halo cannot keep people working on this thing. Ever since uh, the show yeah. 
was announced first in 2014. The original director, Rupert Wyatt, who did Rise of Planet of the Apes, I was really excited to see him do it, um, stepped away and was replaced by Otto Bathurst. Um, the, there have been a lot of people coming and going. Uh, the people who have not left are the stars of the show. Pablo Schreiber from Orange is the New Black, uh, Pornstache from Orange is the New Black, and uh, also he plays the um, Irishman on American Gods. He's set to play the lead role of Master Chief. So excited. He's such a good actor. Mm -hmm. Like, the range between Pornstar, uh, Pornstache, sorry, and uh, the Irishman, like, the range he has as an actor between those two characters is so incredible. Mm -hmm. And uh, to see what he's going to bring to Master Chief is just, like, so exciting. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be joined in the show by Natasha McElhone, uh, Bokeem Woodbine, Shabana Azmi, uh, Bentley Kalu, Natasha Kolzak, Yaren Ha, and Kate Kennedy. Not going to lie, that is a group of names to try and read. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's an incredible cast. They just can't keep their creative heads in charge. And I'm so nervous because I want this Halo show to be really good. And I just... I just don't know why everyone keeps leaving. Yeah, I mean... Why does Dad what, keep leaving? Why? Oh, God. I, I don't understand. Like, I, I think it... Like, there must be, like, some, like, fundamental just disagreements on, like, a, like, top level yeah i just think it's weird to lose a showrunner for the editing process right yeah, like well, the exactly. show's filmed well exactly that's why I, I that's why i assume there must be like problems that can't be resolved and so they just literally have to like split i don't know yeah. it seems very weird to me um and i yeah i hope it's nothing bad but you never know yeah i'm um, i will say a halo show is the kind of thing that i would pay for paramount plus for yeah. I love okay. this franchise. I like Halo is like Halo has been really important to me my whole life, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so yeah, there is there is a world where like this comes out. We don't have Paramount Plus at the moment, but I would I don't know if we can get it in Canada. I don't know, but David would try to find a way to get it. We're I would have big Halo fan. I would absolutely pay to watch the show, right? And so I just you know, I, I, I would really Yeah, I, I want this to be good. I love mm -hmm. this franchise. I want it to be mm -hmm. good. But the fact that they've had like four creative heads leave in this seven-year process to make the TV show is a weird, concerning thing. It is. No, it is very concerning, because you're like, what's wrong? Um, and no one's really said anything, have they? No. Sandra says a toxic work environment. I don't want to speculate. I don't know why is the yeah. thing. Um, it might simply be that this production is taking so long that he has scheduling conflicts. It, it could be any number of things yeah. that they're probably not going to ever say publicly because they don't need to. Mm -hmm. um, there's no like legal reason that they have to say anything, so they'll keep it to themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't want to speculate because honestly, they might all be having a great time and he just like can't be a part of the next process or, you know, it could be anything. They're, they didn't kick him off the set. He didn't storm out in anger, yeah. right? He is leaving in a couple of weeks when they wrap production and someone else will take over the next process. Mm -hmm. That kind of tells me that there isn't some, like, big behind-the-scenes drama. If there was some crazy thing going on, they probably would just tell him to leave. Yeah. Or he would just leave. They wouldn't be like, all right, uh, keep working for three weeks and then... GTFO, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. I guess. It's just like, it is just very odd. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like the defense against the dark arts position and it's cursed. Voldemort applied to be the director of Halo and they didn't let him have it. So he's like, no one else can have it. Yeah. Harry Potter is dead. Sorry. <laughs> I can't, can't. God, oh, man. I, uh, uh, his acting, acting. is just... Just acting. <laughs> Anyway, okay, I, I that I can't. It cracks me up. It's too good. 
It's great. No, it's good. We're not making fun of him. We're, no, it's we're, fantastic. We're fully on board. I just, I love it. All right, let's get into some weird movie news. How about that? How about that? Lena Dunham is directing a Polly Pocket movie. <laughs> right. Lily Collins uh, from Emily in Paris will be playing Polly Pocket. Uh, next on the news is... <laughs> I know, no, no. What the, what the hell is this? What is it? Like, actually, what is it? What is a Polly Pocket movie? I don't know. What is Polly Pocket? Well, Polly Pocket is like this little tiny doll that lives in a little tiny environment that you can pack up and put in your pocket. Mm-hmm. What, what's the movie? Maybe. Here's the thing. Here, I, and I mean this with all sincerity. Maybe it's an Ant-Man spinoff. <laughs> Ant-Man's daughter becomes Polly Pocket. Damn it, I should have used that for my making up the news. Oh my god. No, but seriously, can someone please tell me how the hell Polly Pocket is a movie? Like, stop, stop. Stop taking anything that already exists and just being like, well, we'll turn that into a movie. It's dumb we're, we're we're literally going to be getting i think barbie right we're getting a barbie movie starring i mean there's been barbie movies and shows forever no no we're getting a live action barbie movie starring i think margot robbie or how do you make barbie live action barbie doesn't look like a human being i know this is the problem it like may have an animated play pocket movie i don't care but this like we have to make toys into live action characters is so weird and i know we've been watching the snake eyes trailer and gi joe is literally toys turned into movies but at least gi joe has a world that has a story to it like the story of gi joe is action it is easy to see yeah. like we can make an action movie out of these action characters there's no poly pocket lore or there is or we're about to upset like the the hardcore poly pocket heads someone's gonna comment and just rip oh my god there's gonna be like pictures of us on a dartboard at poly pocket con where they just are like throwing darts there's at our no head poly pocket con. you don't know that i'm sorry but you do not know that you're right do not there's about to be a witcher con you know what i mean like i grudge i think it's gonna be like an online thing where they just unveil trailers and whatnot but um, and talk about, like, the PS5 upgrade of Witcher 3. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Polly Pocket... Look, and I'm not one of those people. I want to be really clear. I know that there are a lot of people who are ragging on this because they hate Lena Dunham. I don't hate Lena Dunham. I've met her. I, I worked on... I was an extra on Girls back in the day. I've met her more than a few times. She's never been anything but lovely to me. And I, ne I do not want to be, like, lumped into people who are like, this shouldn't happen because Lena Dunham is the worst. No, it's because... I have personally had nothing but incredible experiences with Lena Dunham in real life, and I judge people based on how they treat me in real life before what I see online, and so I'm going to go with that. But I just think that Polly Pocket is a really weird, pointless thing to try and suck the marrow out of the IP of when I don't think that kids these days know what Polly Pocket is, and I don't think no, that Polly adults... No, Polly Pockets are still a thing. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, they still make new Polly Pockets. I don't know why. I'm complaining. I'm wearing like a Star a Wars shirt, and I still care about every Star Wars thing that has come out in the last, like, 42 years. But, mm -hmm. 44 years. But. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I that don't know. they still I, make. I'm, talk I'm, smack, and they'll put you in a tiny folding box. I'm pretty sure. Like, I feel like I've, like, 
Like, the television has been on and I've seen, like, a Polly Pocket commercial or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I love... I, I, I just want to read this part of Lena Dunham's statement, though. I'm so thrilled to bring to bear both my love of this historic property and also my deep-seated belief that young women need smart, playful films that speak to them without conden- conden- condescension. I can't read. Um, Condensation. Is, is Polly Pocket a historic property? No. I don't think it is. No. I'll watch this. Look, here's the thing. If it's funny, if it's good, I'm in, right? Like, if, if they find a way to make this interesting, I just, like, you, I by the time you make this into a movie, my concern is that it's no longer going to be a Polly Pocket thing. It's just going to have the words Polly Pocket on it, and it's going to be a movie about, like, a teenage girl. Because I, I, I don't think they're going to fold up Lily Collins and put her in some little girl's pocket. No. Although that would be, actually, that would be really funny. If it was about, like, a, like, 10-year-old girl who has a Polly Pocket that is her, like, imaginary friend who talks to her, and that's, like, the perspective of the movie, is it's, like, Lily Collins, like, going to elementary school in some little girl's pocket and trying to, like, help her through her day. That could actually be, that could actually be So fun. it's, like, a crossover between Toy Story and Ratatouille. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Okay. Could be fun. I could see that. Have we ragged on this enough? Uh, yeah. I don't know really what to say about it because I don't get it, but... All right. Do you want to Do you want to talk... Should we get into some more news about a movie that we're sucking the marrow out of? Let's do because it. Because it's IP? Scarlett Johansson is going to lead a Tower of Terror movie for Disney. Yep. Because Disney likes to turn rides into movies. What's interesting about this one is the... The Tower of Terror was a was a television episode. So, yeah, Tower of Terror is based off of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you go into the ride, it's literally like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. And so, are they making a Twilight Zone movie? Here's the thing. Or are they I... making a movie that has the Tower of Terror ride in it? Here's what's confusing about this. Disney does not own the rights to the Twilight Zone. Right? Because wasn't that Jordan Peele show on, um, I don't know where, where, let me look this up because I want to make sure I get this right. But I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain that the Twilight Zone is owned by, um, was it on, was it on Paramount Plus? It was on CBS All Access, right? Uh, that sounds right. Um, the Twilight Zone updated was on... Because here's the question. They, they can't make it the Twilight Zone because Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone, unless they bought the Twilight Zone? So is it, so it's a Tower of Terror show that isn't on, that isn't about the Twilight Zone. Yeah, CBS. CBS so makes it. Why? Um, so, so this is what's confusing. We're going to make a Twilight Zone thing, the Tower of Terror, into a movie but without the Twilight Zone stuff because that's owned by another company. I'm just very confused. So am I. Right? It's weird. That doesn't make any sense I'm excited for Scott Johansson to be in a horror movie. I think that's great. I think oh, she's very talented. Oh, it's going to be a horror movie? It's called The Tower of Terror. What else would it be? So? I mean, the, I don't know. Twilight Zone wasn't really like horror. It was kind of like thrillery. If you make a movie called Tower of Terror and it isn't a horror movie... I don't know it's what actually a family vacation to Disney movie. It's just them. It is two and a half hours of them in line Waiting for the to line. get on the Tower of Terror. Yeah, and then the end is that they ride the Tower of Terror, and it 
fixes their life. Can you imagine? Wait, can you actually imagine if it was brilliant though? If you wrote this like perfect film about a family in line for Tower of Terror, it's exactly two hours long. It's the length of them getting in line, and it tells a complete arc of this family overcoming some like personal tragedy in the line for Tower of Terror. You win all the Academy Awards. People are like, it's a movie about people standing in line, and it's riveting. Like. Because you could have all the people around this family in line be the other characters. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. It's just a Magic School Bus special episode. I just don't understand. Um, I don't understand how you make a Tower of Terror movie without it being affiliated with Twilight Zone. Yeah, I don't know. Unless they've like picked up the rights or something. Like There might be some behind the scenes stuff going on. Totally, totally. They may have. And we just like haven't heard about it. But still. It's kind of like how Venom is related to Spider-Man but not because they can't mention Spider-Man and it's weird that there's a the first Venom movie has no direct relationship with a Spider-Man and you're yeah. like I, I mean yeah I guess it's Venom but also it's like kind of not yeah I don't know Scott Johansson is Mrs. Frizzle honestly yeah, no, that's not that. bad casting I would watch that it's pretty great she looks great in red as a redhead we you know she's proven that for decades yeah um yeah I don't know this one was just weird this was a weird story i'm excited yeah. for it because like i really like pirates of the caribbean jungle cruise looks like it's gonna be fun it looks yeah. like it's gonna be super forgettable but it looks like it's gonna be fun yeah, yeah yeah like you'll enjoy it while you're there and then you probably won't ever watch it again yeah or it'll be the next big thing you know what i mean like i love doing the rock johnson like and Pirates emily blunt was. so yeah 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 i mean uh, jungle cruise looks like it takes place actually that would be interesting right because we talked when we were doing the jungle cruise trailer reaction we talked about how jungle cruise looks like a pirates of the caribbean movie yeah and like the magic be. looks the same yeah what if tower of terror continues the this like disney ride cinematic universe and the same magic is there and then scarlett johansson dwayne the rock johnson emily blunt and johnny depp all meet up to fight the like greater evil it's like the Avengers, but for the Disney Park rides. Yeah, I love it. I'm sold. I'll spend money on that for sure. <laughs> All right, let's get into our next story here. Um, Transformers 7 has a title. Oh, boy. That is right. The next movie in the Transformers saga is going to be named... I need to open the link. I can't remember. It's like Beast Wars or something. It's not Beast Wars. Transformers 7 will be officially titled The Rise of the Beasts. Uh, this one is kind of really fun for me to talk about because Dominique Fishback, who is going to be one of the stars alongside Anthony Ramos, who was just in uh, in The Heights, uh, and Dominique Fishback was in um, um, Judas and the Black Messiah earlier this year, uh -huh. uh, was giving a, a performance that was lauded, like truly lauded for uh, how incredible she was in that film. Uh, she and I went to college together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, sh she's in Transformers movies, and I am talking about it from my couch, and I wouldn't Stop. have it any other way. No, I'm, I'm really proud of her. Uh, she's an incredible actress, and it's just, it's, like, weird. It's like, oh, yeah, I, knew, I, I went to college with her, and now yeah. she's, like, going to be a huge, unbelievable star. Um, cool. uh, Transformers Rise so, of the Beasts. Sorry, what were you going to say? I am, so, it's called Rise of the Beasts. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be, like, Transformers versus, like, Animorphs or something? <laughs> no, but that sounds amazing. That sounds really good. Uh, no, it will like, bring what in... what are the beasts? Um, the Maximals and the Predacons. Uh, so, if you haven't seen Beast Wars, there, there is a... My... I was thinking, like, giant tigers. Yes. 
But oh. they're also Transformers. So they're robots that turn into big animals. Oh, so they're not animals. So, um, so like, so Optimus Prime is a gorilla. What? Um, and uh, Megatron is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. What? Yeah, have you, you, okay, okay. So there's a show. I thought they were cars. They are, they, sometimes. There is a show about the, uh, Transformers, right? So the Transformers transform into anything, right? Uh, but in this show, Beast Wars, they crash land on this planet. Instead of coming to Earth, they crash land on this planet mm-hmm. where there's only animals. And so they go, the the pods that they're in scan the wildlife in the area, and they all take on um, animal forms. And so... But they're metal. Yes. It's really cool. So they blend right in. Well, no, they don't need to blend in. Oh. Like, yeah, they're fighting each other, right? Like, they don't care about the animals on this planet. They're fighting... The Transformers are fighting each other? So the Maximals are the good guys, and the Predacons are the bad guys. Like the Autobots and the Decepticons. I'm just watching... Those are words? My wife recede into her brain. I feel like you're making up the news right now. Beast Wars is my favorite Transformers property. Okay. Um, I I know the 80s Transformers stuff is so good, but Beast Wars to me was like my childhood. That was my introduction to Transformers was Beast Wars. I love Beast Wars so much. Um, and I hate that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about this for a second. Because uh, this is this is what I, from what I found out about this movie that I don't like. Um the film will take place in 1994, so it won't overlap with the previous six installments, and will primarily be set in New York City, specifically Brooklyn. The action will also take the robots in disguise to Machu Picchu in Peru. I'm sorry, you're, you want to tell me that this movie takes place in the same universe as the previous Transformers movie, but you're going to have Transformers in Brooklyn and nobody knew about them? Do you know, do you know, do you know what kind of place Brooklyn is? It's 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 at the center of the world. The if Transformers place. were in Brooklyn, everyone would know about it. The reason they got away with it in Bumblebee Unless is because they were cars. Yeah, well, actually, that's a good point. If there's a giant metallic Tyrannosaurus Rex in Brooklyn, yeah, that's not going to work. But if they are cars, they'll be sneaky. Sometimes they will be cars. Okay. They are. They're Transformers. Mm-hmm. Robot Tiger in Brooklyn. Completely normal phenomenon. Yeah, that happened. That was like every Tuesday. Give up on the old Transformers movies. They're not good. They don't make sense. Move on, right? Start fresh. Start fresh. And like, set this in 1994. But please, 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 please do not try and write this movie around it leading into the old Transformers movies. That's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a mess. Bumblebee managed to kind of do it because they set it in a smaller town away from big population centers. They like hid in the hills a lot. But if you set this in Brooklyn, in a city with millions of people in it, the Brooklyn is the, I think Brooklyn, if it wasn't a part of New York City, like if New York City was broken up into different places, I'm pretty sure Brooklyn is the fifth largest city in the United States of America. Don't set it there. It's... <laughs> This franchise makes no sense, and I want to love it because I love Transformers. But they keep making weird choices. I know, I'm sorry. Just make a new franchise. Also, Maximals and Predacons are going to be super weird interacting with humans. It's going to be really odd to have, like, a metallic raptor running around, switching sides. Sorry, spoilers for the TV show if you've never seen it. All right. But, Dominique, congrats. Well done. You, You crushed it. Proud of you. Um, (laughs) 
What have we not done yet? What you know what we haven't done yet? Clarus has not made up the news. Mm, Get I to used it. up all my good ideas already. I know, but you gotta do it. We need a segment, babe. I can't just say that Polly Pocket is a spin-off of Mm-mm. Ant-Man. No, it was funny though. Thanks. I try. <laughs> I tried really hard. Um, what if I told you that they're making another children's toy into a live action movie? Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Can you can you guess from the nineties, a very popular toy that is also being made into a live action movie? That hasn't already been made into one? Yeah. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Brand new. Like, it's I feel there. like they've all been made. What, what's that new movie? So, um, the new live action movie is going to be um, uh, Furby's Descending. And um, it's going to be... <laughs> Descending? Yeah, because they're going to come from space. And it's going to be... Um, <laughs> no, no, it's going to be a spinoff of um, what is it, Independence Day. Um, <laughs> but they're Furbies. Um, so the Furbies... Um, have turned on their makers and left Earth, and then they come back decades later because they are very upset with um, their design. It, it's very hard for them to function. Wait, so in the, in the live-action Furby movie, mm-hmm. the Furbies aren't live-action? They're toys? No, no, they, they have evolved. So they left as toys. No, they left as they toys. They left as toys and they yes. came back as real furries. Yes. Well, because they they, they don't they can't they can't oh walk God. by themselves. Really, they don't can't, they can't pick things up. And so they were like, well, if we need revenge, we're going to have to 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 do something about it. And so they evolved, and um, they're kind of. Uh, terrifying if i can give a personal opinion on this completely real yeah this is news. the scariest version of a pinocchio story oh yeah right no, like this is the worst kind of pinocchio they story they literally come here to like steal the children first because it's they were a children's toy and they like herbies are very like vengeful and like nobody knew when they were making them um they're Furby, also they've furbies, also notoriously vengeful <laughs> yeah they've also teamed up <laughs> They've also teamed up with Tamagotchi, and that's how the, they're going to use Tamagotchis to, like, um, activate parasites. They're, they're, they're still going to be this big, but they can still infiltrate a human body. Wait, so the Tamagotchis are able to get out of their, like, their shells? Their cages, yeah. They've oh my also God. evolved. <laughs> yeah. And they're upset. Oh, this is so funny. You know what's the funniest part about this? What? is I So I watched that movie, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, um, and <laughs> yeah. you didn't. No, I um, didn't. But there is an incredible scene in that movie involving Furbies uh-huh. um, doing this, exactly this. Wait, um, really? Yeah. If you have not yet seen The Mitchells vs. The Machines, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is a ne- Netflix movie. Wow, I don't feel very original anymore. No, 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 no. You, that was hilarious. That was very well done. I'm excited for this Furby movie. I just wanted to take a moment to shout out The Mitchells vs. The Machines. That's fair. Because it is so good. I don't think it got the love that it deserved. And the Furby sequence of that movie is genuinely horrifying. Um, and it's yeah. so well done. Well, I was like, what's the most terrifying mm-hmm. toy I can think of that would be, like, terrifying in live action? And I was like, Furbies. The most terrifying live action toy. Yeah, Furbies. Furbies are already kind of live action though, right? No, I mean, like, if they were, like, real, like, little animal thingies. They would be horrifying, because they would be, they would be like little angry birds. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me, but <laughs> they would be like little angry birds. It's just really funny to me. They would. Um, um, the, do they sit in catapults and get like launched at us? 
Uh, <clears throat> only the only the ones that didn't evolve properly. Um, okay. They're they're just more useful. What as is the scariest weapons. toy to bring into live action? I think like honestly, it would be like like soldiers. Like like, have you guys seen Small Soldiers? That movie from the nineties. You've never seen Small Soldiers. Oh my god, I love Small Soldiers. It's called Small Soldiers, right? I'm thinking of the right no movie. Idea. Oh my god, it is so good. It is so freaking good. I love that movie so much. But the 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 like army men are the bad guys because they come to life and they want. So the it's basically like um, it's a toy line where the good guys are the like American army soldier men mm -hmm. and the bad guys are the these like monsters. Um, and the toys come to life, and the what you realize when the toys come to life is that the army men are actually the bad guys and they're trying to kill the monsters and the monsters are just these like peaceful characters who just want to like um live their lives um and so it's like they, they turn the story of like who is the savage on its head for kids uh -huh. it's like a really it's it's actually like a weirdly um so it's got weird. a really good social message for a movie about, like, ki uh, kids' toys coming to life and duking it out. Yeah. But it's such a good movie. Huh. Uh, 12 minutes ago, Ron Perlman will voice Optimus Prime in Rise of the Beasts. What? I thought they announced that they were keeping... Sorry, give me one sec. I want to check that. That's okay. Um, can you guess who um, is voicing the lead Furby? Ooh, who's voicing the lead Furby? Ray Fiennes. Okay, um, will you deliver some Furby lines in your Ray Fiennes impression for us? <laughs> <clears throat> Harry Potter is dead! <laughs> that's, that's all I got. That's um, a line from the actual so script. Can you, can you, can you deliver, like, because the, the main Furby line is <laughs> Furby. Can you say Furby in a, in a Ray Fiennes accent? Yeah. Yeah, just the word Furby. Come on, you got this. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Uh, uh... I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, you got this. Just give me a Furby. Um. No, I can't. I Come on, no, 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 do it. Don't, don't, don't hold, don't hold back. Come on, commit. Everything I'm trying to like replicate is too many syllables. Come on, commit to it. Commit to it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his lines, what I can like pull from. Um. Um, um, the, their, like, war cry is going to be, like, yeah, he, he leads the war charge. And he's like, Furbies unite! And that's it. <laughs> yeah. That was so worth it. You're welcome. Oh, that's going to be an alert on my channel <laughs> for sure. Oh, my God. You like it. Oh my god, how many biddies do you think that alert should be? I think I'm going to make it, like, a, like, 10, a 10 biddy alert. Because no. it's going to be short. Um, as far as I can see... <laughs> oh god, Ray Fiennes, you are the most incredible. As far as I can see, Dagon, Peter Collin is still voicing Optimus Prime, according to the internet. But, um, I'm, I might be missing an article that you are seeing. Hmm. Um, wow. alright y'all, it's time to talk about Boba Fett's starship. Um, in news yes. that has been weirdly more divisive than I thought... Um, uh, I, I, in, I, I didn't expect, uh, this to be a thing, but, uh, Lego unveiled that they, uh, the new Boba Fett starship set, um, and in the, uh, title of that set, 
they wrote uh, Boba Fett Starship instead of what people would expect to be there uh, and what has been there on previous Lego sets, mm -hmm. Slave One. Uh, and it has been kind of revealed that Disney is stepping away from the term Slave One and from that name for the ship mm -hmm. uh, and won't be using that on any marketing or uh, production materials moving forward. And it probably in the Book of Boba Fett will not be referred to as Slave One in that. Yeah. And um, this has been met online with a lot of like people being upset for some reason as if it matters, matters. but also and I, I just want I, I want to point this out the cool thing about Boba Fett's starship is not the name it's yeah. the ship that ship yeah. is dope and honestly slave one not a great title for it for a few reasons um Boba Fett was never like it's not like he was like a slave who calls it slave one to like remind him of his past he's not a slaver like there's there it's just a random name also the fact that it's slave one implies that there's like other ones and there shouldn't be that ship should be the only one because it's dope rename it give it a cool yeah. name but I don't care maybe the book of Boba Fett will be him naming the ship that's season one I'd be down for that honestly like yeah. here's the thing I I think that there are a lot of people who in the last year have, a year and a half, have been trying to come to terms with their relationship with the language that we use for things. Yeah. And I think Disney's like, look, we don't, the word slave has a connotation that we don't necessarily want to associate with this character of Boba Fett mm -hmm. or with Star Wars, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that like there are times when using the words is great because you're telling stories that are important to tell. I think that using those terms in re in regards to Anakin in The Phantom Menace is important because the story that you're telling is a story that says slavery is bad. Like, yeah. slavery is a scourge. I don't think we need to have these things that are casually referred to as slavery. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the same, you know, I play a lot of Pokemon on my stream. Uh, and there is a term that people typically use for your Pokemon that has all your HMs. Yeah. Your Bidoof, if you will. Uh, where people call it, like, the HM slave. And I don't do that. I, I call it my HM Pokemon. I call it other things. But I just, you know, I think that we need to be careful about the way that we use language. Yeah. And I, I really, really, truly want to say, don't call it Slave 1. Yeah. It's fine. It changes nothing about how cool that ship is. Yeah. The name does not matter. Yeah. It's the ship that matters, and it's Boba Fett that matters. Call it something else. Come up with something really cool. Call it the Adjudicator. I know Adjudicator's already a ship, but call it something cool like that, and we'll all move on. Boba Fett Starship is dumb. Like, let's not keep that. Let's come up with something else. Mm -hmm. But, get rid yeah, change the name. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's no reason for it to be that. And honestly, it's not really like a word that I feel 100% comfortable saying because every time I say it I have like a like like it just it means something and yeah, you, mm -hmm. you cannot separate the two you cannot you can't separate them yeah it's it, you know because it's it, yeah <laughs> rebel trivia chat says boba fetish one sold uh, or just call it fetish <clears throat> what about the sky fetish Called Boba Fett ship the sky fetish? Space fetish. I don't, you know what? I don't think Disney would go for that. No, probably not. Um, <clears throat> they'll just call it Boba T. Boba T! <laughs> <laughs> um, what if, what if they called it Boba Sores? No, they're not gonna, Nintendo would riot! <laughs> Literally burn the world down. Be like, nope! <laughs> but yeah, the, the anger about this just feels... Or the, the people who are upset about this 
I, I'm just like, wh- doesn't matter. why do you care about the name of this shit? Yeah, literally. Like, like just get over it. Like, <laughs> Remember when we called that one character Walrus Man for 10 years and then they changed his name and we were all fine with it? Yeah. Get over it. I know. I know. It literally, like, yeah, God, there are so many better things to be upset about. If you want to be upset about names in Star Wars, go back to being upset about Rey Skywalker. Because, you know... It's the same. It At is the same people. Something. It is the same people who are upset about those things. I promise. Oh, I'm sure. <clears throat> the like, people who are aggressively upset about Ray Skywalker are the same people who are upset that they're like, no, it must be con- called the Slave One forever because my nostalgia pants are so tight that it's cutting off air supply to my brain. Wow, I love that. I'm gonna use that. Thank my you. nostalgia pants. My nostalgia pants. They're they're so tight. They're not getting oxygen up to their uh, uh... already kind of smaller brains. Wow. Um, yeah. Get over it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> just, just, Disney, please give it a cool name. Yeah. Like, I, I want something dope. I want something, like, I want something that makes it seem like it's, like, the ship. You know what I mean? Because it's such a good Armageddon. design, and I've always hated the name. And that's the thing. Yeah. I've always hated the name. I've always yeah. been, like, Slave One is weird. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, I didn't, it it's sounds like odd. it should be part of a fleet. Yeah. But he's a lone wolf. The one is, honestly, the one bothers me as much as the slave part does. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's not the Millennium Falcon 3. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be yeah. weird. Yeah. Give it a cool name and everyone will move on. Because the Book of Boba Fett looks like it's gonna be dope. And Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shand is so good mm-hmm. in the Bad Batch right now that, like, I'm just, like, salivating for more Fennec Shand. Yeah, That yeah. character is... Ming-Na Wen's vocal performance in the Bad Batch, if you are not watching the Bad Batch, you're missing out. Her Truly. her voice performance in some of these episodes has been so, like, dynamic and cool, and she's, like, bringing, like, full-on, like, I was Mulan, yeah. I know how to do voiceover, and it's great, yeah. and I want more of her, and I'm so excited for Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, me too, honestly. Yeah. All right, uh, we have one kind of big story to end today. Okay. Um, but there's two stories that are quick that I want to get through before that. The first is the Borderlands movie has wrapped production. Oh, fine. Uh, so the Borderlands movie is coming. It's it's it, They wrapped production this week. So congratulations to them. Uh, I just want to say quick, I hope that your editing goes smoothly and that your CGI comes in on time and um, that you pay your CGI artists what they are worth. Yep. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that? Nope. Never played a Borderlands game. Um... Other small story, uh, Harrison Ford was injured on the set of Indy 5, uh, leading to many jokes being made online about uh, his age, which, uh, I mean, he's so rich that, like, yeah, make fun of him, whatever, he's gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm sure he's not at home, like, upset about it. I mean, he's upset about the injury. Oh, no, I mean, but I mean people making fun of him. I'm sure he is, like, way past that. Um, He just has horrible luck. He uh, did um, injure his shoulder in a fight scene. Uh, yeah, and that's what I wanted to bring up about this. Harrison Ford, it's not an age thing. Harrison Ford has uniquely bad luck with injuries. Yeah. Like, the Millennium Falcon broke his leg. Yeah. Indiana Jones broke his shoulder. And he has crashed three planes. What? Do you not know this? No. How? He has crashed three Harrison of his Ford, own planes? Harrison Ford has had like three crash landings in the past like seven years. Because he's a pilot. and a Maybe he should stop flying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a video of him. There's like a plane taking off and he like doesn't realize it. And so the plane is like taking off and he's like landing. And it's literally like... 
Okay, someone needs to take away that man's pilot license. Yeah, he also crash-landed on a golf course or something like that. Yeah, okay, three times is suspicious. Like, I'm sorry, no. If I crashed a car three times, do you think you'd ever let me in a car ever again? You have not crashed a car once, and I still am hesitant to let you in a car. Exactly. Um, Yeah, Harrison Ford Ford gets hurt a lot, but uh, cannot die, because he is the immortal. Apparently. Uh, before we get into our final story, which is going to be a bit, there's going to be a trigger warning with our final story. Uh, Richard Sim 7 uh, is bringing some breaking news to the chat that Ryan Johnson uh, announces the filming of Nice Up 2 has begun. I'm very excited. We loved the first one so much. Netflix, I hope it's worth $450 million because that's what you paid for it. Um, yeah. 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 I think they'll be fine. Knives Out, uh, Knives Out is great. Yeah. If yeah. it's anything like the first one, I highly recommend um, highly, highly recommend. And that'll be coming to Netflix soon. I hope it's in theaters because uh, Ryan Johnson shoots really, even if you don't like The Last Jedi, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Like visually, great movie. Yeah. And we saw it on a teeny tiny screen. Knives Out? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we should watch it, it again, honestly. Amazing. Honestly. Yeah. We um, but, uh, let's, let's, uh, Raw Richard Simba, they paid for the IP, right? So they can like make TV shows and stuff off of it later if they want. Uh, they, so they own that character. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're currently making two sequels. Um, all right. The final story of the day. Alice and Max speaks at trial. I just want to say, if you have any, like, trigger warnings around cults or sexual abuse or things like that, some of the things that we are about to discuss might be uh, a trigger for you. Yeah. And I just want to acknowledge that. Yeah. Because this story is so messed up. Yeah. But it is headed in... Um, uh, the direction of people actually going to jail now. Yeah, um, if you need to step away from this, we, we totally understand. understand, we respect you, but mm-hmm. it is the news, and that's what we're here for, so. Um, Allison Mack, the star of Smallville, she played Chloe on Smallville. Um, uh, she, in, uh, in 2018, she was arrested by the FBI for her involvement in a cult known as NXIVM, which was a cult... Um, like a lot of these cults that uh, was very public about its ability to help transform your life and give you a better life and make you more productive and all of that nonsense that no cult can ever do for you because real change comes from within. (laughs) But uh, NXIVM had a dark secret. Um, The leader of the cult, uh, his last name's Rainier. I I don't know what his last name is. And honestly... Fuck him. Yeah. Um... He was running a, like, sex trafficking cult behind all of this. And Chloe, or sorry, God, I will always think of her as Chloe. And this is what's messed up. As a Smallville fan, this story is so weird. Mm -hmm. Allison Mack used her fame and her connections to lure women into this cult. And essentially um, uh, brainwash them into becoming sex slaves for Rainier. Um... Uh, it was actually, like, her job. Her job within the cult was to bring in um, uh, people and indoctrinate them into this way of life. Yeah. Uh, she pled guilty in 2018 to charges of trafficking, sex trafficking, conspiracy, and forced labor conspiracy. Uh, then there was uh, accusations of money laundering and identity fraud uh, with charges of racketeering and racketeering conspiracy la- uh, added later as well. Um, her sentencing is going to be on June 30th uh and she gave this lengthy apology um uh to the court before that uh uh this article from comicbookmovie.com says likely in the hopes to that it will reduce her sentence 
uh, reduced maybe, but she's going to jail for a very long time for this. Uh, she said, this was the biggest mistake um, and regret of my life. Uh, this was shared by The Hollywood Reporter. I am so sorry to those of you that I brought into NXIBM. I am sorry I ever exposed you to the nefarious and emotionally abusive schemes of a twisted man. I'm sorry that I encourage you to use your resources to participate in something that was ultimately so ugly. I do not take lightly the responsibility I have in the lives of those I love, and I feel a heavy weight of guilt for having misused your trust, leading you down a negative path. This story to me, ever since 2018, this story has been so complicated because I, I, I don't know what, how Allison Mack got involved. I don't know like how much of it was she got indoctrinated and then she couldn't get out of it. Cults are very dangerous things. Yeah. Um, and it is really hard what, to know you're in one until it's too late, usually. Yeah. And so I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that uh, I hope that you've changed and I hope that you genuinely realize what you did wrong. Um, but you are also going to spend a lot of time in jail for your actions. I mean, they would literally brand these women. Yeah. Like burn his mark into their skin, brand them. Yeah. It's messed up. And um, I'm really the, the only very, very sliver of a silver lining in this is that they're both going to go to jail for a very long time for this incredibly awful thing that they've done. Mm hmm. But, um, yeah, this story is somewhat coming to a conclusion now that um, sentencing is on Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that, uh, you know, they've pled guilty and mm -hmm. there's no, like, I, there, there's no, there's not really, like, doubt or anything. It's, I've done this horrible thing and, um actions have consequences and uh, mm -hmm. yeah there there are definitely going to be consequences and hopefully that brings some kind of peace and closure to the the victims of this um yeah. it's tough because yeah it's a cult and it's brainwashing and you know some of those people like could have been brainwashed to the point where they still stand by it today and like it's mm -hmm. it's a yeah. very very scary delicate thing um and and yeah, it's it's um, it's unfortunate that these things exist, but hopefully this mm -hmm. is a good example of dismantling that and doling out the consequences. Well, and hopefully some other cults uh, that we all know about, but I'm not going to name now for legal reasons. Can I uh, name them? Nope, please don't. For legal reasons, uh, will be dismantled uh, in a similar way to this in the future. That you know what be, I mean? That would be great. It'd be great. That would be really great. Um, we're just going to wink at the camera on that one. Um, Allison you guys Mack, know who we're talking about. <laughs> you know, it's tough. There is a part of me that, like, I feel bad for her. Well, yeah, like, I'm not unsympathetic. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll never understand the circumstances. Like, you know, it's, mm -hmm. like, it's like people who suffer from, like, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, like, I don't know, the human brain and the human psyche is a weird thing, but yeah. that does not absolve her of, of consequences. Absolutely right? not. No, no. I, I definitely think she should spend a long time in jail. Um, uh, and I hope that Rainier spends the rest of his life in jail. Yep. Um, and I hope that the victims of this, uh, I, you know, I, I really hope that there's some sort of civil suit or something that kind of helps take care of them. Yeah. Uh, and and that they're that able they, to move on. Yeah. Can yeah. move on and help with recovery and... And sorry to, you know, I, it's, it's a, it's a tough subject. It's a tough story, but, um, you know, we want to talk about what's actually going on in the world. And that is, uh, you know, 
That's the news. News related to nerdy pop culture because she was Chloe Sullivan on Smallville. And I like the, the messed up thing is if she had like tried to recruit me into a cult, I would have been like, I want to hang out with the girl from Smallville. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, exactly. And like that's it's it, it is, you know, celebrity is this very dark thing. Yeah. I was about to say sometimes, but honestly, most of the time. Yeah, it can be a lot of the time. And yeah, it's scary. And that is our show. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I tried to save that for the end. I didn't want to, no, like, throw that fair. in the middle. We didn't want to, yeah, yeah, and then try to, like, recover from it. But we're going to go get our second vaccine dose. We are. Y'all. Yes. Get vaccinated. Oh, and also, if you missed it at the beginning, we do have a sponsor for the nightly morning show now. We do. Yes. Um, Javi Coffee. <laughs> Y'all, Javi Coffee is a coffee concentrate. It means that they took coffee um, and then... And they concentrated They concentrated it. it. Um, and then they asked us to promote it, but I'm an idiot, so I don't talk about things well. I want to read this uh, instructions to you one more time because I think it's hilarious. Simply take one to two teaspoons of microdose and mix it with your favorite liquid for a perfect cup of coffee. Javi, I know that you can mix this with any liquid. Why did you? Why did you write that? Yeah, yeah. Like, what if your favorite liquid is, like, salt water? What? No one's gonna... No. What if you just love the ocean? You're like, my favorite liquid is... I don't drink it, but, like, it's no, my favorite liquid. No, no, What if your favorite... What if your favorite liquid is, like, Sambuca? Oh, my God. Can you imagine adding coffee concentrate? Uh, no, no, no. It's... What if your favorite liquid is peach schnapps? schnapps? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, but seriously, uh, Javi's great. Um, and as I showed at the beginning of the show, I add it to dark chocolate almond milk. Um, and it's amazing. Add this. Uh, I, honestly, I've tried it with a bunch of different things. Uh, it tastes really great if you just add it to some oat milk. Yeah. Uh, it tastes great if you add it to just hot boiled water. It tastes great if you add it to cold water. Yeah. Um, I added it to iced water. Um, and it was like a really... It, honestly, if you just have a cold... Um, like water canteen in your fridge like I do. If you pour a tablespoon of this into... It says two teaspoons. I do a tablespoon because I like a little bit stronger coffee flavor. Mm -hmm. um, this is... Um, it's the fastest way to get iced coffee, honestly. Because you just literally just pour it in and stir. Um, and it tastes great. Like, this is actually really good coffee. Um, this isn't like some... I'm not even going to name other brands. That's mean. Um, no, no, no. Into um, your fish sauce, Kushal. You're a monster. No. But yeah, Javi Coffee, y'all. Uh, we're going to be talking about it a lot for the next uh, bit here. Yeah, and um, we have an affiliate link. So if it's something that you think that you'd like to try... Let me see if I can get that. Because it's very, you know, it's very convenient. Um, it's super easy to use. Um, so if you do want to order it, you can use our affiliate link uh, for that, which we will share with you guys. Um, Richardson says one day you should include a fake news story and have me guess which one it was. Ooh. That's fun. Well, I have to put a disclaimer at the beginning that one of these is fake. In case anyone, like, gets, makes it to the end. That, or doesn't make it to the end and thinks that what we said is true. Mm, or I'll just, like, edit it after and I'll add a, like... Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's very fun. Can I mix it with the blood of my enemies? If that is your favorite liquid. If it's, But here's the thing, y'all. You can only mix it with your favorite liquid. You can't mix it with a bunch of different liquids like I did. I'm allowed to do that as an affiliate. But, like, you have to mix it, you have to choose your favorite liquid, and you can only mix Javi Coffee with that one liquid. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I just, it's important. Good to know. Good to know. It's important, y'all. Oh, my God. This is a pain in the butt. Give me one second, y'all. I'm just trying to get that link for y'all. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, we'll It's in my Twitch chat. Um, 
What the hell? Oh my <laughs> god, I have to do a captcha? I, I love that. Awesome. Enjoying it second dose. Thank you, Dagon. We're hoping that oh they, we won't god. have any like crazy side effects from it, but gonna murder. Do I add Javi coffee to my Javi coffee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you could do that, technically. All right, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the side effects are very minimal. Um, everyone keeps saying the second dose is the more rough of the two, so we shall see. Oh my god, this is so annoying. Um. Sorry, y'all. It's coming. The link is coming. Make sure your phone is 5G activated. I got, I, I, I got it. I got it. My, my beautiful purple phone. I have a case on it, which is just... There's like the link! Nice. Oh, my God. He nails it. Um, we had first dose Pfizer. Uh, second dose is going to be Moderna. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be those mix and match. Yeah. Um, Diversify. Yeah. Pfizer? There is the link, y'all. If you want to click Surprising. on that, get yourself some Javi coffee. Some Javi coffee. Drink yeah. lots of water before second shot. We will. We will. Um, y'all, Clarus is going to be playing Subnautica tonight. Yes. Are yes. you going to beat the game? I think we might. We're, we're definitely in the end game tonight, guys. So uh, please come by. I have said that I'm starting at 5 just in case, but I might hop on a bit early, um, depending on how the afternoon goes, because yeah. we got some stuff to get done. But... Um, Pardon me, uh, at latest 5 o'clock, maybe around 4, I might start, so. Yeah, and then I will be on tomorrow, I think around, like, 3-ish. Yeah. Because we don't have anything in the morning, right? No. Yeah, I think I'm going to be on around 3-ish, uh, so that I can um, do all my Elite 4 prep. I want to I make my Elite 4 run at, like, 5, 30, 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll probably start Platinum tomorrow as well, um, depending on how I'm feeling. Yeah. But we are going to do where I honestly, y'all, I have like a really good strategy for the Elite Four right now. I feel really mm -hmm. strong about it. So we are. I, I think we're going to beat Pearl tomorrow if we can get past the Cyrus fight on Spear Pillar. Uh, that's kind of like the last big hurdle that's left because mm -hmm. um, the Eighth Gym is so easy. Um, the Eighth Gym is comically easy in Diamond and Pearl. I don't know why they made it so stupid, but um, because we didn't have to explode our Golem. Anyway, y'all, you can follow me over at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. I'm over at twitch.tv slash This has been The Nightly Morning Show. Uh, the Nightly Morning Show is brought to you, as always, by our patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdynightly. We literally couldn't do this without the patrons. Y'all are the backbone of the company. You know that. I tell you that all the time. Um, the There hasn't been a Patreon podcast yet this week because we were waiting until after we get our second dose so we can talk about that experience. Yep. So um, patrons, uh, keep an eye out for that podcast. If you want to get the Patreon-exclusive podcast around the nerd table, you can join the Patreon for simply a dollar a month. That's 25 cents a week uh, to get all the perks of um, that, uh, as well as our Discord uh, Patreon-only Discord channel. True. So uh, consider joining the Patreon. Uh, consider being a good person to people at all times. Just be nice. It's the best way to live your life. And as always, my name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarice. Do something nerdy tonight, you dang nerds. Bye.